It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are broadcasting live today in front of a studio audience at the Sigma Phi Epsilon Edge National Conference. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Yes. Holy cow. These guys are excited to be here. This is a, uh, I guess you'd call it a men's retreat to uh, uh, talk about leadership and philanthropy. And I want to bring up one of your initiatives called The Balanced Man. And I want to learn more about it as well as our listeners. So uh, I'm just going to put some people on the spot and let's find out. I hear there's three parts to The Balanced Man. And uh, one of the things we like to talk about on this show, since we do a lot with sports and athletes, is how um, teams, coaches, players can learn from other people's drills, the way other teams have success. Well, that's true for any part of life. Uh, Young men everywhere can learn from this Balanced Man initiative with Sigma Phi Epsilon. So let's learn a little bit more about it. Uh, What's the first part of the Balanced Man? Okay, what's that? It's called Sigma. It's your first challenge into the fraternity where you're learning more about the fraternity and becoming a member and just growing as a member. You're learning about the Greek alphabet, Greek life in general, in addition to our founders and their beliefs in the chapter. What's been your best experience with uh, your fraternity? Just going out to events and just uh, going to Buckeyethon, which is a big philanthropy event at Ohio State University and where we raised almost $10,000 for a total of $609,000 for Cancer for Kids. You're kidding me. No, you, that's, I wasn't expecting to hear that. I, you, usually I hear you, know, you raised like $1,800. $600,000 was raised yeah. on Ohio State for the kids with cancer? Yeah, that's correct. I, that needs a round of applause. That's unbelievable. <laughs> All right. That is great. Okay, the, uh, the second aspect of the balanced man, what's that second aspect? So there's something that we go through, um, it's called the fire rite of passage. Essentially, we're learning uh, more about our fraternity, and we're getting closer to our brothers as we go through and get ready for the final stage of passage. So your brothers, those are your, those are your boys. What's, uh, what's brotherhood mean to you? Brotherhood means that you'll be there for me whenever I need you. Um, earlier, the last semester, I got a concussion, and all my brothers were there with me in the hospital till 4 a.m., and they... Drove me to there and, and back, and I couldn't even leave my room. They'd bring me food. It just meant everything to me. You weren't faking it, were you, just to get a little attention? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it, they, they were there with me every step of the way, and okay. I wasn't faking You've it. You've given me an idea now. When I get hungry and need some friends, I'm going to bump my head against the wall. Yeah, I, might work. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too okay. sure. Excellent. Thank you. Let's have a round of applause for, for him. And uh, the third aspect of the balanced man? Third is the Epsilon, uh, Rite of Passage, uh, where you really learn uh, like the, uh, the secrets about the fraternity, what really bonds us together. Uh, it's like um, a week of really introspection. You, you learn a lot about yourself in the process as well, a lot about your brothers, and it really, um, really brings you together as a brotherhood in total. All fantastic stuff. Uh, the American fraternity system, more than just getting together on a football Saturday and tearing it up, they are your leaders of the future. They're gentlemen of the present. And we want to thank you guys for all the hard work and community service you guys do. Let's have another round of applause for the Sigma Phi Epsilon Edge National Convention.
get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. We're in the worldwide headquarters of the Adam Ritz Show inside the studio with Jenny Anchando. Hi, Jenny. Welcome back. Hey, good afternoon. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show to talk about fitness. You uh, Just to reset for our listeners, you're a fitness expert as well as, uh, and this is a totally bonus, you're a, a, a world-famous television journalist for the Fox <laughs> Network. World famous. I don't know about that, but yes. World, my, well, yeah. You're, my, we're recognized all over the place, my, aren't you? Yeah. My job is as a morning news anchor and journalist reporter, um, you know, all, all things included. So what we're going to do today is, is talk a little fitness. I want to learn more about it's 5K season. People are training. People are getting ready to get out and get some fresh air and run a 5K. Uh, and we love 5Ks because most, if not all of them, are for charity. And uh, also we want to ask you about uh, what's trending in your world as a journalist. So uh, if you can start with a little 5K advice for me, you know, I get out, I try, I try to stretch. I don't stretch that much. 5K, it's not the end of the world. It's only three miles. Uh, what's your advice right. for a guy like me? Yeah, 5Ks are awesome because it's, yeah, it kind of introduces people to the world of running, jogging, walking, just being active in general. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice distance too because if people think, okay, I've got you know 30 minutes to an hour to work out, you're going to be able to get a 5K done in that amount of time. So they're fantastic. What I would recommend usually is if somebody, even if somebody had been, you know, jogging or running for a long time, it's nice to follow a training program of some sort. It doesn't have to, I mean, it's, it's a 5k, you know, any, most people can kind of get through it, but it's nice if you have that as a goal, if you're thinking, okay, I want to up my fitness level and I'm going to train for such and such 5k in a couple months. It's nice to come up with a training program of some sort. So for some people that'll mean walking for some people that'll be running. And for some people that will be running it faster than they've done it before. So, um, I uh, actually, the Mayo Clinic is, uh, has a really, really nice training program. And what it does is it tells you when to walk, when to jog, when to run, and when to rest, which is the most important thing. Um, because the last thing you want to do when you're just getting into a training program is get injured. You know, it's almost, it, it's just so common that people are really excited and they're really overzealous and they're like, I'm going to run this 5K and I'm going to dominate and I'm going to beat my friends and beat my mom and dad or beat my kids, you know, and, and then they get into it and they're running every single day and not taking time to stretch, like you said, and not taking recovery. So the stretch is really important. Um, I think we've discussed this before how it's really controversial when people should stretch there's a new research that comes out every year that indicates stretch before or stretch after um, I typically with clients will have them do a real easy warm-up so um, that warm-up usually want it to be about 10% of what the length of the run is going to be if that makes sense so yeah. in five ten minutes for for 5k training um, and, and then you can start in on your run I typically have people stretch afterward and also stretch indoors if possible. So if you're running outside, I mean, some places right now are still really cold. It's still really cold outside. So get to a place when you're going to stretch. Um, maybe if, you know, if you can, if it's really cold outside, if you can come back in and stretch inside just so that you're not cooling down at a rapid rate, but that stretch is going to be important. And the reason why is just because you're building muscle, you're building strength as you're running and as you're going, the more strength that you build, the more likely you are to have some sort of injury because your muscles are tighter. So it's sort of a, a catch-22, but I always, you can, if you feel like stretching before, then that is fine too, but I always advocate stretching afterward. But, and then also, like I said, I, I'll post that um, Mayo Clinic training program because I really, uh, I've looked at so many different ones and this one just has an appropriate amount of rest and recovery time. And it even has a program for people who have never run before or, or ne you know, never done that before because it can sound a little bit daunting you know, mm -hmm. three, 3.1 miles, um, for somebody who's never done that before, but it's so 
doable. It is so doable. So it's kind of nice because you can do that. You can run, you know, run around your neighborhood for free. If you've got access to a treadmill, you can do that too. If it's still a little snowy and icy outside of where you live. Um, but that training program is going to kind of set you up so that it's not a huge task ahead of you. And you can just kind of go little by bit. And you're telling me that stretching is important. I'm grimacing hearing you say that because Whenever I run, and I am no great runner, I'll, I'll go three, 5K is my limit, you know, yeah, and I'll go I in my neighborhood you. and I'll yeah. run three miles. It takes me a half an hour. It's mm-hmm. three 10 minute miles. Yep. But I'm from the mindset that I don't want to take five minutes to stretch before I start. And when I'm done, I'm done. And I go in the house, I shower, I'm done. So, um, is it that important? You're killing me. Look, I have to stretch. It is. it is. You have to stretch. You you have to stretch. Yes, you have to stretch. Although, or or our next topic is going to be, Jenny, what do I do now that Adam's hurt? Yes. Well, Adam, you stay at home and you do nothing. You ice and heat and rest and recover and, you know, get lose all I the guess. progress you just made. You don't have to stretch before. And and again, like I said, a lot of, uh, I'm certified through the American Council on Exercise. I uh, follow many of you know their philosophies but there are so many different stretching philosophies out there but i do say you need to stretch at least afterward well i hear you okay and that makes uh, a little sense and from my novice point of view i would i would say stress on um stretching before you run but i'm learning now you you want me to stretch after i run because especially because a 5k runner typically is going to be running outside so the weather conditions can be it can be a little bit cold and like i said if you've got an injury or if you have you know if you if you feel like there's something in your body that you needs to be stretched out but stretching a cold muscle it's almost like okay so you know um I'm trying to think of the name of that, like a Gumby. Okay, you remember Gumby? I don't know, do kids still have Gumby? Okay, so Gumby, while he is regular Gumby, it's like you can bend him and stuff and he's awesome. But have you ever put Gumby in hot water? He gets even more awesome. He gets even more bendy. (laughs) So that's sort of like your body. Like you're warming up your core temperature, you're warming up your muscles, and then they stretch in a much more fluid way. Okay. It's like when you warm up food and it all kind of melts out. Like it's a lot easier to stretch your body that way. Like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say if somebody really loves stretching beforehand, that's awesome. But I'm always about efficiency and in terms of being efficient and increasing your flexibility, you want to do it once you're a little bit warm as opposed to going out into, you know, what we've got now, 30, 40 degree temperatures in some parts of the country and stretching and, and, and you know, and then running and then getting hot and then cold and then not stretching at all. You want to do it while you're warm, like fluid Gumby. And if you're too tired to run, just play with a Gumby. That'll be That's fine, perfect. too. Yes, that's totally fine. Our guest is Jenny Anchando, fitness expert. We're talking 5K, and now let's say you're a little more expert, uh, and you've done a couple 5Ks under your belt, and then it's half marathon season, 13.1 miles. Uh, what do you say about the 13.1-er? Okay, the 13.1 is awesome. However, I, I caution about this. There are so many studies uh, that have been done that really um, can indicate some some being injury prone if you're doing a lot of these. Now, some people are runners. They were made to run. That's what their body, you know, was made to do. And it can work really well with them. I just caution people if they are somebody who starts to notice some joint pain or starts to notice, you know, I've, gosh, I'm getting shin splints. I'm getting injuries on my knees. Sure. If you really want, if you have to do that as your goal, if this, if you are passionate about the running, do it. There are just, there's a lot of other options out there in in terms of fitness. I'm not by any means discouraging people from doing it. I've done it myself. However, I don't, I don't do a real long event like that more than once a year because this body has to last me for a long time. And it's a lot of pounding. You know, it it really is. I mean, you always want to think about longevity and you want to think about, um, you know, I mean, look look at the injuries that that professional athletes have, Mm -hmm. um, you know, later on in life. They're not running marathons. They're not running half marathons. So think about your longevity and, and 
really pay attention to your body. There is, I mean, you do that, but for what? You know, to prove to somebody, to prove yeah. to yourself. I get that. I, that's the same reason why I've done it. I don't love running, but I do want to have a heart, healthy heart, healthy lungs, uh, you know, and, and overall feel like my body is functioning properly. But as soon as you start noticing an injury, you have to take that as a cue. It's a lot to put on the body. The other thing with that is you really, it's really recommended that you follow a training program too, specifically with a group. Because when you have a group and maybe a, a coach, and often these are volunteer coaches too, um, YMCA's often have very low cost training programs or even free training programs, and those are all over the country. Um, but it, as long as you have that coach there, that person can help you sort of recognize when that injury is coming and also, you know, maybe scale back on it. You don't want to think, okay, I'm going to be running 13.1 miles and you don't ever get up to 13.1 miles in your training. So you may do that maybe once or twice, but it's not like you have to run it all the time. Mm -hmm. you, you typically will do two, three days during the week of shorter runs and do those a little bit faster because you're working on sort of getting your cardiovascular health up and getting your speed up. Then on the weekend, most people will do that as their long run, their endurance run. So it'll go week by week by week. Mayo Clinic also has a, a training schedule for that if you don't want to do it with a group. But I do recommend um, you know doing that with a group just because for safety reasons, you're going to be outside most likely, um, you know, just cars and such traffic, somebody to keep you company. And then also somebody to watch out for those injuries because, um, there's no sense in, you know, proving, Hey, I can run this distance if it's going to be, you know, to the, uh, what's the word, uh, detriment of your own body. Run with a group so that when you get halfway out and yeah. you want to stop and quit, somebody else will have a cell phone yes. and they can call yes, a cab and for they you. Can say, oh my gosh, Jenny has passed out on the side of the road. And I tell you what, in all honesty, I have I have done that. Um, I have done a, ha a half marathon where I did not train. Where I was like, well, you know, I mean, I was doing other endurance activities and I survived. It was fine. If a client did that, I would not be happy with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, you know, I experiment just like everybody experiments. I wanted to see what would happen. It was not enjoyable. I got through it. And you but, couldn't walk for a week. Right, right. But it's like, but, but for what? So, I mean, you know, that was a while back. So you, you learn from those things and, um, <laughs> you know, it's like now I tell clients that sort of cautionary tale. It wasn't fun. You want it to be enjoyable. You yeah. want it, you know, you want fitness to be enjoyable. You don't want to leave it saying, I am never running this stupid thing again. So well, I can tell you from experience, I mentioned earlier that I, I go 5k. That's yeah. my limit now. Mm -hmm. The reason is because I went through that phase about 10 years ago where I got all uppity and wanted to run marathons and I did two marathons yeah. and the first one was fine. The second one, I hurt my hip mm -hmm. and it took, I mean, a year and a half to be able to just go to sleep at night, yes. let alone go run a mile. Yes. And now here, I think seven years since that horrific marathon I tried, that ruined my hip. Right. I, I can only go three miles now. And, and, and actually, I don't when like it, you anymore, having heard that you did a marathon, right? It's like I wouldn't have never even known. It's like it's like for what do we do these things? Yeah, I, it was. <laughs> I wish I could go back and not run that second one, so that I could go so run a ten k right now, because yeah. I can't go more than three miles right now before that hip bothering me. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it's a very true story. And like I said, for some, some people are really made for that. Um, I'm not that long distance running. <laughs> I am not either. I mean, if people saw me, you know. Five two, sort of built like a football player, uh, you know, like compact version. But yeah, so so long distances don't really suit my body in particular. So you know, every once in a while, sure, push it, do it. If you don't get hurt, you know, you know, then then you keep going. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good you know thing to tell people because um, you know, 
sometimes just short and efficient is a little bit better. And like you said, this body's got to last you your whole life. So now I'm thinking, okay, when I'm 70... I'm I'm not I'm gonna have, I won't be able to live on a two story house because of that stupid marathon <laughs> right. I ran in 2003. Uh, Jenny Anchando is our guest, fitness expert. I saw on your website JennyAnchando.com where you're going to post the uh, fitness yes. training for the 5K as yes. well. I'll Jenny- probably actually post on my fitness Facebook page. Because I have easier access to that. If you okay. just search on Facebook, Jenny and Chando Fitness. Okay, Jenny and Chando Fitness on Facebook. Yes. Search that out for the training program. Um, but on JennyandChando.com, I saw you're working with the Indiana Pacers. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah, I've been doing, it's part of um, NB, the NBA's whole overall wellness get fit program. So uh, the NBA encourages teams all across the country to basically provide resources for the community. So it's like, you know, you're going to basketball games, you're a basketball fan, you're watching it. These guys are athletic. Okay, now let's do something for the fans. So uh, basically they brought me on as a part of Pacers Cares, which is a community effort to do free workouts for people, which I love. Um, so what I can tell because your face I'm just so lit up. Excited about it. I'm so excited about this project. This is something that I have wanted to, you know, to have materialized for a really long time because I'm just passionate about giving people free information. So um, the first workout we did is called a Tabata style workout, which is awesome because you can do the whole section in four minutes. So you can really get your heart rate up in four minutes. Um, and it's a certain amount of seconds of on time, then a certain amount of seconds of recovery time. We do four different moves and then you repeat that over four different times for a full workout. And then of course you can repeat it too. So if you go on there, um, it's on, if you go to my Facebook page, I'll post the link to there. Um, and then I think it's already up and then you can kind of follow along at home too. You don't need all the workouts too, by the way, you don't need any equipment. If there's any equipment, it's something like a towel or your floor or something like that, or sack of flour. You know, I like to do all those weird workouts like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's, um, it's free for people, which is really important. Just like the running we talked about, I, I like that because it's free because you can just go outside and you really don't have any excuses. But I think it's neat that the NBA is doing that. I think it's neat that the Pacers are doing that. They're really making an effort to, um, you know, combat obesity within their fans and, and viewers. Do you uh, have access to the players? Do they join in these workouts with you? What kind of access we're talking about? Um, (laughs) No, you know, so so far what we have is we have uh, one of the pacemates who that's their cheerleading dance squad. Um, Her name's Desiree, and she is actually a fitness instructor too. So she's featured in the videos. So she um, and she kind of helped me come up with some of the ideas too, like the Tabata style workout. And then also Boomer, who is the mascot, does them with us. Boomer is in amazing shape. I was a little bit nervous at first when I came up with the workouts because I wanted them to be able to show them at a really high level of intensity to show, you know, how hard you could push with these workouts. And Boomer was just, he was like right on it. Both of them were really good. So um, if people have ever been to a Pacers game, they've seen his pretty dynamic. Well, Boomer's probably more athletic than the average NBA player oh with God. all that stuff they do during yes. the halftime show. Yes, because he has his <laughs> whole outfit on and everything. And I was like, I was like, okay, can we try these type of push-ups? And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't say, oh yeah, because he can't say anything because he's a mascot. But you know, <laughs> you know how it went. Yeah, it was, it was actually really good. I was really impressed by Boomer. So it's fun for people um, to be able to go on and kind of try the workouts with them. And you know, then they can go to the games and see Desiree and see Boomer and be like, oh, I know them. I work out with them. Free workouts. We love yeah. the free stuff. And yeah. uh, you can learn more on Jenny's um, Facebook page, Jenny and Chando Fitness. 
Uh, Jenny is our guest, Jenny Enchando. I want to take advantage of the fact that you are a award-winning television journalist as well. What are some of the stories uh, popping in your head uh, this week? Gosh, this week, um, the Defense of Marriage Act has been huge. So that's being considered right now to find out uh, if it violates states' rights. So essentially, I mean, you know, sort of layman's terms, people are talking about gay marriage and uh, and whether those people who have recognized gay marriages should be having other rights outside of that. So if people... Um, I don't know if people are on Facebook, they'll notice a lot of people change their profile picture to that equal sign. Yeah, you I've see seen that? It. Okay. So, you know, so, so it, it also, I mean, the fact that people do that, it makes people think, okay, what, you know, what's going on? Because we don't always notice what's going on in the news unless it's a really hot button issue like that. So that's something that's being considered right now. Um, if you're hearing about this right now and thinking, yeah, I saw that on Facebook, but I'm not sure what that means, uh, I'd encourage people to go on. You can listen to the audio, actually. Um, there are a couple different sites and it's, somewhat rare that you get the full audio of these hearings. So NPR has um, just the online audio. So just, I mean, it's just one of those things where you have to really, it's a really personal decision in terms of what your viewpoint is on Mm -hmm. it. And we will be having discussions like this for years and years and years to come, I I suspect. Um, So NPR.com has the audio and it's also written out so you can go through and see what, see what was discussed. And that will give you um, sort of perspective so you can formulate that decision. I've been hearing a lot of, you know, friends who don't always get into the news saying, you know, what does that, so what does that mean? Does that mean, uh, you know, that, that gay and like, like some people are saying, well, I thought that a civil union would provide them with this, you know, with these same rights. Some people are saying, well, I thought that, you know, a marriage would provide them with these same rights, but what this is over specifically is, um, whether it prohibits states from allowing six, same sex marriages, but it doesn't obligate the state's um, from re- to recognize gay marriage from other states. So, for example, uh, gay marriage in one state isn't recognized in another state. So that's where things get confusing. And then it's also uh, about other, you know, other rights, insurance, and such. So, um, yeah, I just encourage people if they're not sure where they stand on that to really go on and read it because right now more than ever there is a lot of information out there and and a lot of people speaking out on on both sides of it. Yeah, the equal sign. Uh, that's a great branding. Yeah. piece of uh, mm-hmm. branding. I mean, the logo, because I, uh, I, I saw it on a friend of mine's Facebook page and I immediately uh, guessed what it was. And then I saw it later that day on the yeah. news, I think. And I was like, that's sweep. That's going to sweep the country. Right. That's been out. And then there's also a cross. There's also, there are also some other signs too. The equal sign just kind of came out more so, you know, ahead uh-huh. of everything else, but there are also um, uh, signs, you know, for the opposing view and everything too. So it's a, it's an interesting time in our country when people are putting out such, uh, you know, such strong political views where husbands and wives are fighting over their political views, where friends are, you know, because you put it on Facebook and people think, you know, this is a social network where I want to show pictures of my kids. And then all of a sudden people are talking about some really uh, intense things. So it's been interesting to watch from a news perspective. Maybe I should start for people that are totally confused and don't know anything about anything, a division sign. Yes, do that. Um, do that. Do that. Do that. <laughs> I think that would join be... our crusade for people that, that don't be... know anything about anything. <laughs> that would be a very prudent move. And then, well, then, then of course, you know, we all just kind of follow each other with whatever somebody else does. People start posting it, and you know, yes, this is what I stand for. Wait, what is it? What, what does, does it mean? mean? I don't know. That's the problem is, you know, when when we post things, and we don't, you know, we don't really know what it means, and then it's like, oh wait, oh, did I say that? I didn't know that I meant that. Oh, that's great. But yeah, it's it's been interesting. 
Jenny and Chando, thank you so much for coming on again. We look forward to ha- we bring you on as a regular guest. You're you're a member of the show now. I hope well, you know that. Thank you, thank you, and congratulations on your show being all over the place now. By the way, thank you. Yes, we're we're keeping uh, picking up markets, and we're uh, now nationally syndicated. So uh, it's due to a lot of your efforts too. So thank you so much for coming on, Jenny and Chando on Facebook and on Twitter. It's at Jenny and Chando. Yes, and also it's don't forget to stretch. Ah. Uh. I'm so glad you said that because I, I already go. forgot. I couldn't go. I couldn't go without this reminder. And you know I'll check up again next time on you. This is Anthony Costanzo, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. Hey, we'd like to welcome our newest stations carrying the show from Seymour, Indiana. Sister stations, WXKU-FM. It's Kix 92.7, WXKU. And also WZZB-AM. It's Classic 1390, wzzb AM from Seymour, now carrying the Adam Rich Show. We look forward to working uh, with these two stations in the future as we continue to bring social awareness radio through your speakers. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Social media is broadcast media. When you press send, it's out there for the whole world to see. And we're joined now by a social media expert, Kevin Long. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Now, you work, uh, actually, you own your own uh, company, CEO. What, what do you call it? You're the grand poobah of? Yes, I'm the, the grand mufti of udiligence.com. Okay. And what we do is we help athletes protect their reputations online by alerting them when things are posted on their page that might be problematic for them later on. Now, when you uh, speak of athletes, they, you know, from my point of view, from working in the broadcast media industry, there are uh, really two, two entities here that are at risk, the athlete himself and then the team he plays for. So when there's a mistake made online, it uh, adversely affects that individual athlete, and it also affects the group, the team, the organization, the league. Absolutely, and there, there's a vested interest with the, uh, the coaching staff, with the team itself, with the league, but personally for the athletes, the reputation, the damage that it does their online reputation is absolutely paramount in their minds because it will stick with them for the rest of their life. The Anytime someone Googles them after they post something that may be problematic, that's going to come up in search results. And when you have your name uh, searched because you're an athlete or because you're a high-profile person, you want to be Googleable for the right reason. And that right reason is catching the winning touchdown pass, scoring the game-winning shot, blocking the game-winning goal. So you want to be Googled for those things, not for uh, posting something silly on a social networking page. Have you seen, uh, with the work you do, you're actually working with real teams and real athletic departments. Have you uh, had any um uh, I guess most recent success stories with an athlete who might have posted something, your system caught it in time before the media caught it, before uh, it got the young man in trouble. Absolutely. Just this past weekend, we had a picture of an athlete who was snorting a pile of cocaine in with the words Facebook. Uh, the cocaine was piled in, in the shape of the Facebook logo, snorting cocaine, and that was posted on his Facebook page. We caught it. We alerted the coach. It got taken down within a few minutes. Oh, my. You're, I'm stunned. I thought you were going to say, you know, a picture from spring break on the beach with a beer bong. I didn't expect the Facebook logo of cocaine like Scarface. Yes, exactly <laughs> like Scarface. And um, I guarantee you with any oh college football team or college basketball team or athletic department in general, if we were to search all of their pages, I would find at least one gunshot, at least one money shot, one sex shot, one alcohol shot, and one drug shot. Guaranteed, without a doubt. What is it about this generation that uh, 
is so forward thinking as far as technology. They've, they were born into it. They use it every day in their life. Why are they not connecting the dots and knowing that something like that is a damaging thing to put out online about yourself? I think the, the, the reason that this generation thinks like that or doesn't think about those sort of things is exactly the reason you just mentioned. They didn't grow up in an era where they actually had interpersonal communication, where they spoke to one another. Instead, they sent a Facebook message or they tweeted something, and that was their form of communication. The same as you and I might have hung out at the mall, they hang out online. They've done it without supervision from the time they were eight and nine years old, so they don't realize that it's potentially problematic. And it's just starting to come to light as this generation, the first generation of social networking users, are now having trouble while they're searching for jobs and now having trouble when newspaper uh, articles and reporters start using that as sources for material. And they're starting to realize it, but it's slow. It's a slow learn. And uh, I think the next generation is going to be a lot more savvy about how to do that. We're always talking about how uh, there's negative consequences with uh, every time you press send, whatever you post, even in a text message, you think it's a private communication between you and a friend, you press send, what's the worst thing that can happen? So we're always talking about the negativity with social uh, networking and social media. What, from your perspective, are, are some of the positive uses of this? Really, it's a free resource that can really enhance a player's brand and enhance their career after their playing days are over. What are some of the positive things you can share with us about Facebook, Twitter, social media? I that's a great question, Adam, and I think one of the things that I always stress when I talk to athletes about this is that it's a medium for you to promote yourself. Who knows more about you than you? And if you're able to use that in a positive fashion and put the things out there and the message that you want people to see and realize that everyone is going to see it, there's no better way to promote yourself than that. And the fact that you have 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 or more followers on Twitter or Facebook fans um, just goes to show how quickly it can spread from your account around the world and many times over. One of the things that I like to tell the athletes is to remember hashtag GFG. Google friends grandma. Before you post something, hashtag GFG. Remember, people can Google it know who your friends are, and remember, if Grandma thinks it's okay, you're probably all right to post it. Friends, Grandma. Google Friends Grandma. Google GFG. GFG. Google Friends Grandma. If it's okay for them, it's okay for you. That's right. All right, awesome. Kevin Long with uh, you Diligence and uh, Social Imposter. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. Have a good day. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.